Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Our soon coming King. This is not only the day the Lord has made, but He has allowed you and I to enter into another year. 
that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing, and we are very glad in it. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, we wish each of you a happy new year. pray the Lord continues to bless you. We pray that 2016 will be a better year for us than even 2015. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Sometimes Less is More. Sometimes less is more. Now, we have to get the revelation because most of us think that more is more. But you've got to understand that because God can do anything he wants to do anytime he wants to do it, whether it's little or whether it's much, it doesn't faze God because God said, look, I can take little and make it much. I can take much and make it little. God said, look, that, that stuff be phasing y'all. God can do anything he wants to do. We look at capital A, Gideon, got too many. Now, Gideon's mindset was that we don't have enough. God said, you got too many. Why? Because God said, I, I can get the glory. I, I can get the victory out of one if I want to. God said, if I want to, I can come send an angel to kill all the Midianites. I can get it to God. So God thinking is a little different. When you can do anything you want to do, you got a little different mindset than regular folk. You can do, you know, it's much like money. To people that got money, a lot of times money ain't a big deal. It's when you ain't got no money. See, that's where it would be a big deal. Oxygen. Ah, oxygen not no big deal till somebody take it. Until you can't breathe, somebody grab you around your neck and start choking you. Now, all of a sudden, oxygen sounds like a real good thing to you, don't So, get in God to God. God, you got too many because God's a lot. I get the victory. If it won't nobody but you. God said, I get the victory with 32,000. I get the victory with 300. God said, I can get the, I can get the victory. But in order for me to get the glory, God said, there's a certain number that needs, to be, that needs to be involved in this thing. And so it is, children of God. See, God got a certain number that he know need to be involved in whatever it is in order for him to get the glory. So we thank God for cutting us down to the number that it takes that he might get the glory. You got to let God cut down to the number of friends in your life so that he can get the glory. Let God cut down to the number of congregation members that, so that he can get the glory. Let God cut down. God, let's cut down because we be wanting more, more, more. God be saying, no, 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 no. I got to get down to the number where I can get the glory out of this thing. Judges 7 and 2, Judges 7 and 4, capital B, manna. What is it? Exodus 16, 18, Joshua 5 and 12 is what you've been praying for, what you've been asking God for. Now here you got it and don't even realize what's going on. Capital C, few fish, few loaves. Few fish, few loaves. Matthew 14, 17 from the New International Version. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Capital C, few fish. Few loaves. Matthew 14 and 17. Once again, we have here only five loaves of bread, two fish. They answered. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you, Father, for bringing us into a new year. Thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength. We thank you for uh, your many blessings, too numerous for us to name. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. Father, we pray for our leaders, those in authority. We pray, Father, that your word, your spirit will penetrate hearts and minds, that 
officials will make decisions that are in line and in keeping with your uh, good, pleasing, and perfect will. You've instructed us to pray for kings and for those in authority. Father, we are doing that in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. And we know that the heart of the kings, and presidents, congressmen is in your hand and that you can direct it like a water course. Do these things for us, Father, and we'll be very careful to continue giving your name glory, honor, and praise. Father, we ask you to speak to us today. Open up these ancient scriptures to our hearts and our minds. Give us rhema word that we may better understand what you are doing, what you are uh, trying to show us and trying to reveal to us that we may see like you see, do like you do, talk like you talk, that you may be pleased with us in these last and evil days. These are our prayers. We count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray. Amen. And amen. Few fish, few loaves. We read here the story of Jesus feeding 5,000. Few little fish, few little loaves. One of the things God wants us to keep in mind is that we are like him. Just remember that. We, we are like him. We have his spirit. We have his anointing. We have his presence. We have his wisdom, we have his knowledge, we have his understanding, we have his power. God wants us to remember. Well, why is that important to remember? It's important to remember because this situation that Jesus found himself was not something that he felt like was beyond his ability to handle. I want to encourage you, child of God. I'm testing, testing. I'm getting, I'm having some problems with my headset. Uh, one of the things is suggesting telephone, but then I can't do um, YouTube video. Well, let's just we'll do the best that we can, and trust that God will do the rest. Bible says in verse 13 that when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place now. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy 
themselves some food. Now, now this is important for us to, to keep in mind because God is still trying to get this particular message in our hearts and our minds today. Keep in mind, it's not us telling God what to do. Rather, it's allowing ourselves to be told by God what to do. Just keep that in mind. Just, just keep that in mind. All right, saints, we had some technical difficulties, but we are now back and stronger than ever in Jesus' name. So what do we find out? That any time we now the disciples go to Jesus and start telling him what to do. This is what they 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 explain in the situation to God. 
Now, you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to saying? God don't need your explanation or my explanation of the situation. God understands the situation better than you and me. God don't need you to explain the situation of your marriage to him. God say, I understand the situation better than you do. God don't need you and I to explain the situation of what's going on at that job. You see, Bob, what's going on at that job? God said, I know exactly what's going on on that job. God don't need you and I to explain. The disciples come, they want to explain the situation. This is a remote place. I'm hearing Jesus says who? One of the saints said that. I'm the one that picked the place. Said it's already getting late. Who said that? Send the crowds away. Oh, now you're telling me what to do. So you say, Apostle, what's right now? We got to watch ourselves now when we deal with the Lord. We must remember that he is Lord and that we are followers. Keep in mind, keep in mind. The disciples come in, they won't tell Jesus what to do. This is oh man. You got men and women of God trying to tell God what to do all the time. Trying to tell God what to do. Tell the Holy Spirit. How to move. Tell the Holy Spirit when to move. Tell, oh, wait a minute. God said, wait a minute. I'll tell you how this thing need to need to go down. And that's when Jesus had, you know, the Bible says Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. See, your little thinking and my little thinking as to, as to what need to be done in a situation, we come out better asking the Lord. What do we need to do in this situation? Rather than coming in all hot. You know that commercial where the, the, the couple is, uh, <laughs> the couple, they, they, they kind of doing something around the house, and their song come on, and then, you know, they do the husband, Patrick Swayze, this dirty dancing song, and, and they kind of like, you know, they remember how they used to do. They look, remember how they used to do when they were younger, and they husband was like, you want to do the wife? was like, oh, no, we ain't going to do that. Then all of a sudden, the wife come running like they used to do when they was young and jumped up in the air. The husband tried to catch her. They crashed through. They crashed all down. Both of them ended up in the hospital. Came in hot. Came in hot. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Sometimes we come in too hot with God. We come in too hot. Tell God what to do to explain the situation to God. Tell God how things need to go. Saying we out of order. The Jesus said, look, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Just because situations look like they they need our expertise, they never do. They always our, our expertise needs to always give way to God's expertise. Our assessment of things needs to always give way to God's assessment. We mess around and look at Lazarus and Ben Holler, and we'll never see him again. He's finished after he died. Oh, that's it for Lazarus. Let's divvy up his property. Somebody break out his will. I think his oldest son ought to get this. And, and, and the Lord be saying, you you don't know. I'm going to bring him back from the dead. It's not done. He's got some more living to do. So, so you know, they do not need to go away. And the Lord is dealing with me on that in, in, in regards to children. You know, just because children get to a certain age, yeah, they do not need to go away. I mean, now they 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 can if they do. They do not need to go away. Going going where and for what? 
That that all you got to look at look at what what many of our young people are doing in this country, and a lot of that is because they have gotten away from parents, uh, you know, uh, uh, prematurely, or, or or a lot of times parents have not set the examples that they should have. Look at look at what's going on all around our country with young people, especially as African Americans. And we keep right on hollering. They need to go away. They need to hey, wait till you get eighteen. They got to go. Who says? Why send away a, a good son or a good daughter just because at some arbitrary age of 18? Who, who, who said where that come from? Where did that come from? And send them to where? Into a wicked and adulterous generation, into a God. I was listening to that one of the deacons last night. He was talking about, you know, things that, that were going on in Chicago. He was out there many years ago and how crazy it was, especially in many of the black neighborhoods and black communities. How you couldn't even hardly move around. You mess around and move wrong and you get a bullet. I think that's the one line out of uh, Samuel Jackson, one of the movies that's coming out. You move funny, you get a bullet. He was saying that this is this is what kind of thing was going on, and much, much of it was young African-Americans. No, what, what maybe need to go on, instead of trying to send young people away so fast and send them out of the house so fast, maybe what you need to do is create an environment, parents, in the house, where where some positive uh, attributes and qualities can be developed, so that one day they can take over the house. They do not. Jesus said they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Watch this. Not on, and I'm hearing this in regards to, to young people. Not only physically, but spiritually. You think as a parent, just because you're putting food on the table, that you have done all that needs to be done in the life of that child, that child needs spiritual food as well. Yeah, okay, you done put some ham hocks out there, I give you that. You cook some good biscuits up there. But what are you feeding them spiritually? Mm-hmm. As parents, as elders, as overseers, as, as, as we have a responsibility not only for the physical well-being of young people, but the spiritual well-being. What good is that boy? You don't grew him up on grew him up on beans and cornbread and rice, but you haven't given him anything spiritually. You haven't fed him. You haven't fed him a, as much as a cornflake in the spiritual. You haven't given even even the inkling of a word from God or the example of the character. You haven't fed him anything in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I put food on your table. I put, I put clothes on your back. Well, what have you? Clo- what, what what clothing? What covering have you provided for me in the spiritual, mommy, daddy? What word have you given me from Lord from the Lord concerning my destiny? Mommy, Daddy? Jesus said, You give them I I'm I can preach right here. You give them something to eat. Not only God said, not only physically. Don't work for food that what? Spoils. Jesus said, But there's some food that does not spoil. Well, there's some spiritual food. That will last that boy a lot longer than them beans and cornbread. That will last that girl a lot longer than them than, than them ham hocks and collard greens. 
Oh, a lot of you out there, especially African Americans. I know y'all. I know y'all. I've been one of y'all. I've been around y'all. Oh, you'll go to a family reunion. Oh, man. Oh, they're going to cook a pig this year. Cooking pig and chicken, fried chicken. Somebody bring them to Where's the, where, what spiritual nourishment is coming out of these meetings, families? Oh, we done ate good in the physical. Laughed, yuck, yuck, yuck. But what spiritual? Who, who is, who is the, see, because what that would do, if it started being some spiritual nourishment going on, I know what would happen to a whole lot of them meetings. They'd be broke up because a lot of you ain't trying to hear no, nothing spiritually nourishing. Oh, we'll eat up, we'll eat up all the chicken. We'll eat up all the potato salad. Oh man, all the rice and uh, macaroni and cheese will be gone. But I know about I know about what a lot of us would be doing if it came down to some serious spiritual nourishment being dished out. Oh, I don't feel like going to the family reunion this year. They talking about God too much. How are you gonna talk about God too much? Are you insane? If you even think that somebody can talk about God too much, you got serious problems. They praise God too much. You don't want to go to a church. The pastor preach too much. If he's telling you words of eternal life, you ought to be wanting to get as much of that as possible. You ought to be complaining if he's preaching too short. Something is wrong with you. You don't say to your favorite movie that you enjoying watching this movie too long. Now you sit right there. All three hours of it. Come on now. Lord, help us now. Lord, help us. You give them something to eat. Now, listen at this. Now, and here's, and here's, the, here's the same problem that Moses had. Here's the same problem that Jesus' disciples had. Here's the same problems that many of us have. We have here only five loaves of bread and two. In other words, the problem that Moses had, the same problem that Jesus' disciples had, and the same problems that many of us have, is that, that we look at what we got and not what God can do with what we got. We look at what we got. Oh, man, I ain't making but $10 an hour. What can God do with that money? Oh, man, I ain't got but a little one-room uh, one apartment. What can God do with that one-room apartment? Oh, I ain't got nothing but about a handful of people in my church. I, what can God do with them handful of people in, in your church? No, oh, Lord, this thing ain't about what I got. This thing is about what you can do with what I got. And what you can do with what I got is anything you want to do. So, Lord, that let me know we got more than enough here. See, you start talking this kind of talk to people, they're going to think you're crazy. Lord, we got more than enough. We got 5,000 people. I ain't got nothing here but five little loaves of bread and two fish. Lord, we got more than enough because you here. No, 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 it ain't about what we got. See, that, as long as you keep focusing in, Bible says in, in Proverbs, Whoever, I think it's Proverbs, whoever loves money never has enough. Oh, man, you must around be out there with a, a truck full of fish and a truck full of bread still hollering we ain't got enough. If you keep looking at it from the natural, you get to the place where you look at it through the spiritual, and little becomes much when it's placed in the master's hand. When this thing is looked at through what God can do with it. 
Oh, Lord, I ain't no, I ain't no little bitty. I ain't no grasshopper. Lord, I can be anything you want me to be. Lord, I can go anywhere you want me to go. Lord, I can say anything you want to say. Some of the stuff I done said, some of the stuff the Lord done used me to say, man, in some of the countries I done been, man, they could have got me a long time ago. But, God, we have here only. Lord, ask Moses, what's that in your hand? A staff? No, no, change your terminology when you're dealing with God. So he don't have to shake you up. Lord, what's this in my hand? Lord, you tell me. I'm about like a prophet. I'm like, yeah, so he won't surprise you. won't shake you up. won't freak you out. Lord, Lord, it's whatever you want it to be. Robert, what's that in your hand? It looked like a telephone to me, Lord, but uh, it's whatever you want it to be. It's a microphone right now. Look at this now. It looked like a telephone to me, but right now it's a microphone where the Word of God is being amplified to talk show and different podcasts and going all over the world. Ain't that something? What's that in your hand? God said, what's that? What's that in your hand, Moses? It's anything you want it to be, Lord. Let me say it like that to be safe. Let me start talking like that to be safe. So I don't. So I don't. I don't look. I don't. I don't look at a thing and, and, and make it too little. We have here only. No, it ain't about what I got. It's about the power in Him whom I serve. That's that's what God. God said because that's what I'm trying to get you to look at. That's what I'm trying to get you to focus in on. It's about my power, Robert. Now, now, look, what you see, what you see, God said, look, that, 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 get that stuff. It's about my power. And when we start, when we start operating like that, and 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 and, and understanding that, you know, it's about His power. Now, see, a whole lot of stuff that, you know, uh. Seemed impossible, looked real improbable, folk didn't think you could do it, all that kind of stuff. Now it become real easy because it's about his power. We have here only. As long as you, you're looking at what you only have, you never see what all God can do with that right there. With some, listen to me, God. With the, some of the movements that I be doing around the world, I, I, I listen. I know pastors with with the whole. For every one of us in here, they got uh, five thousand, and ain't moving like like God got me moving. So it ain't what it ain't only. No, no, no. It ain't no only. Cause see, I know God can do through you all anything He wants to do. God can take you all any way He wants to take y'all. There's a whole lot of pastors I be talking to, a whole lot of larger congregations. They find out where y'all getting ready to go, where we getting ready to go, and their mouths be dropped open. <laughs> we have here only. No, Lord, uh-uh. Only, only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answer. He said, let me show y'all something. He said, look, cause you, you still ain't got this thing. Bring them here to me. You say, Apostle, what you got there? Whatever it is you got, take it to the Lord and watch and see how it don't get multiplied. Watch and see it get multiplied. God said, I'm in the multiplication. What? Business. I'm in the adding business. 
bring them, bring that little that you think to me. Make that a willing offering to me. Ah, don't try to don't try to eat it up yourself now. You mess around, see that's where some of you are running into problems. You you trying to eat, you trying to make take take care of yourself instead of bringing it to God first and letting God multiply. How in the world God took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed all them people? I still don't know, but I know He did it. In the world, God got me in twenty-five countries in the last in the last three years. I don't. I really don't know. I can't. I can't sit down and, and trace out exactly where did it. I can't. But I know He did it. Bring it to God. Whatever it is, bring it to God. Your problems, bring it to God. Your fears, bring it to God. Your doubts, bring it to God. Your insecure, bring it to God. And watch God do something with that thing that that that, that you won't be able to explain. Bring them here. Bring bring that that you see as so little, so insignificant, so unable to do the job. Bring it here. Bring bring me that right here. Because I'm here, Jesus. Look, I could have fed them without that. But I wanted you to make an investment. Come on, somebody. No One of the saints said no investment, no appreciation. God said, I could take care of the church without none of you all's offerings out there. But God said, I want you to invest. I want to see you invest. You get jokers that don't want to invest, it's time for them jokers to go. We got individuals, individuals in one of the houses don't don't want to invest no more. It's time for you to go, ma'am. If you have to ring in the new year sitting on the curb, it's time for you to go. No investment. No investment. See, see, this is this is, you know, this is this is one of the, the problems that a lot of people have in these last days. They don't want to invest. They want to reap benefits, but they don't want to invest. See? They see the blessing car riding down the street. They just want to go jump in it. I understand that the blessing car still got to have tires. The blessing car still got to have some gas in it. The blessing car still got to have... They, they see the blessing car riding down the street, and they're like, man, that blessing car look pretty good. Let me get on and ride. Blessing car, somebody, somebody, somebody put gas in the blessing car. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. See, I'm trying to tell some of you all on the, on the sound of my voice, giving thanks is the way with God. Now, you mess around and keep right on being limited, keep right on lacking, keep right on. Giving thanks is the way with God. Giving thanks will cause God to spread your jive out. Giving thanks will cause God to increase your jive. Giving thanks. Jesus didn't come before God. Why? Look here, Lord, you got me all out here with five, all these people following me, and I ain't got but well, five little fish. Uh, 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 uh. 
Lord, thank you for these five what? Thank you for these five loaves of bread. Thank you for these two fish. Thank you for these five loaves. Thank you for these two. Get in the habit of thanking God for what you have. And watch God. Watch God open some things. Lord, I thank you for this, this little congregation. Lord, I thank you for the house that you let me live in. Lord, I thank you for the shoes. You, Lord, I thank you for the clothes. Oh my, why? Because I be at one. I be in a lot of whole lot of countries where folk are just sitting inside the road. Mama and, and three children living right beside the road. Children in, in many third, what they call third world countries, I go into. They grab your hand and they hold on to your hand. They put their hand to the mouth. You know, meaning, Daddy, I need, I need something to eat. They hold, they hold your hand. Walk right with you down the street. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Jesus took that little, took them five loaves, took that little fish. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 5,000 people out here need to eat. We got five loaves and two fish. Thank you. I said, say what? Thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not complaining about the little bit that you got? Thank you. You're not murmuring like many of the Israelites did in the wilderness. Thank you. God said, I'm going to do something special for that, for him right here. I'm going to do something miraculous for him right there. Giving thanks to God. You mess around and get a miracle. You mess around and see a miracle. You mess around and look in your wallet and you thought you put a five in there and it'll be 20 in there. I ain't talking about Santa Claus. You mess around with thanking God. Mess around. I'm trying to tell you. Stuff be going on. You be like, where that come from? Where did that come from? Lord might not even say nothing to you. I use that example because I thought I had put a five in my wallet the other day and looked up and there was 20 in there. I'm like, what is this now? That's why I use that example. Gave thanks. He broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples. His disciples gave them to the people. Now, now, what you got to understand, you got to look at the progression over here. Now, because some of you all, you got this thing all backwards. The, now, the five loaves and the two fish, we don't know if that belonged to the disciples. We don't know where that came from. You know, but that, that was when they took inventory because I think in one of the translations, it was a little boy that had that. All them people out there, and it was this one little boy that had a few little loaves of bread and a little fish. I think it's his lunch or something. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I had to go back, go back and check that. But the point is that it was given up to the disciples, who in turn gave it up to Jesus, who in turn offered it up to God. And when it came back from God, everybody had more than enough. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That, 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 that's God's order. Need to come from the people. Going to the disciples, going to the apostles. Bible says in the early church, they, they, the people would sell houses and lands and bring the money from the sales and lay it at the apostles' feet. And once that thing got offered up to God and then came back, everybody had what they needed. Everybody was satisfied. But you see, you're trying to hold on. So now you just got one lunch for you. And and, and everybody.
everybody else suffering, but you feel like you're good. See, that's the essence of selfishness right there. That kind of attitude right there, that kind of attitude, you, you, you'll you end up having to reap that kind of that kind of selfishness, that kind of attitude. Because the same way you won't dare when, when the body of Christ needed you, there's going to come a time when you're going to be in need and folk ain't going to be there for you. Lord says, share this thing now. Share this. I know it ain't. It don't look like much to you all. Share it. Let's thank God for it. Let's offer it up. Let's let's present it to the Lord. The Bible says they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Well, what's the lesson there? It's a lesson in not being wasteful. When God has blessed you and blessed you real good. Don't be wasteful. Just because you go to a buffet, that don't mean you get a whole bunch of stuff on your plate and then can't eat it. That's still food. There's still starving people in the world. Buffet don't mean mess over food. That means you have the opportunity to eat what you like. Don't mean that. Don't mean mess up food. I got one individual I know. You know, we go to buffets, kids being there, messing over food, big old plates of food. I'd be like, man, many starving and hungry people as there is in the world. What is this now? What kind of uh, unappreciative, unthankful attitude is it? Pick up them broken pieces. Don't be wasteful. Yeah, God has blessed you real good, but that don't mean become wasteful. God is still frugal. God is still efficient. Everybody ate, they were satisfied, there was still some left over. Get that for later. And this is a God that could have worked a miracle the next time they got hungry if he chose to. But he didn't. Get that for later. Nothing wrong with that bread. Twelve baskets. And at the end of the day, now look at what's going on. Because what happened here, at the end of the day, after everybody done ate, everybody done got satisfied, we end up with more than what we started out with. That's one of the ways you ought, you can tell you, you got, we ought to end up with more than what we started with. Something's wrong. You in a church, and you end up with less revelation at the end than you than you had in the beginning. At the end, of, at the end of our ministry, at the end, of, we ought to end up with more. At the end, at the end of our sermon, we ought to end up with more revelation than what we had in the beginning. The Bible says the number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Right after that, Jesus walked on water. Now, it's amazing. You know, don't read that the disciples, and I ain't going to go all into this, but don't read that the disciples were freaked out when Jesus fed thousands and thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and and a a few fish, but Jesus come walking on water, and they lost their proverbial mind. They're both miracles. You couldn't do either one of them right by yourself. Why is it that didn't freak? Why didn't people go running and hollering? 
Ah, it's a ghost. I'm fed all as I am. It's a ghost. But Jesus come walking on water. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? There's some miracles the Lord work, and you don't, if you ain't careful, you don't think that's a big deal. It's just, listen, it's for Jesus to raise the dead, it's just as miraculous for this earth to be sitting in the middle of space like it is. That's just as miraculous. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's just as miraculous for the ocean to a million trillions of gallons of water to come right up to the edge and just stop. That's just as miraculous as a cripple getting up and walking. Why is it some miracles? It's like, you know, ah, no big deal. And all the miracles, are we ready to... It's all God. Same God. They give us air to breathe every day. That's a miracle. You can't make no air. I can't. One miracle... Uh, we, all right, you know. Another miracle, we lose our mind. Why? Why? Because it's something you don't believe. That's why. Something you don't believe. Just as easy as it was for Jesus. Be thousands and thousands of people with a few little fish and a few little bread. Just as easy for him. See, see, and that's why, you know, certain things that God be doing is to prepare you for the next thing that he can make you to do. Certain things. God God will do God. Say, look, you know, this, this here's a miracle here. Now, y'all don't seen a miracle. You don't see me feed all these thousands. Because I'm getting ready to do something that if you don't take in consideration what I just did, it's going to freak you out. Now, I just fed thousands and thousands of people with a few little fish and a few, what we say, we're talking about a few fish and a few little loaves. So that ought to open your mind when I do this next thing. See, I want you need I want to encourage you, child of God. God got some next things in your life. <laughs> that what he has done up to this point has been a preparation for the next thing. God got some next level blessings for us. Some next level trips for us. Some next level finance. Some next level some next level. So we need to remember, what did God just do? So that when he do this next thing, we don't lose our mind. We don't start be hollering. We get terrified and don't even believe it's him no more. The disciples said it's a ghost. We don't even believe it's Jesus no more. That's what they said. It's a ghost. ain't even Jesus no more. No, Lord, I don't want you to bless me to the point where I don't even think it's you no more. Remember, it, and that's what the Lord had to let him know, it is I. It's, it's still me. It's, it's still me. Same one that 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 worked the miracle with the few loaves and the few fish. The same me that's doing this, this next level. Settle down. Settle down. Miracle, just a little different. If I can feed all that many people with that little bit of bread and that little bit of fish, how come I can't walk on water? Now, how come, how come walking on water has got you so distraught now? 
How, what, what is it about walking on water? Hey, the, why, why y'all won't holler and screaming like this when I when, when you sitting out eating fish and fish and bread? <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do we keep in mind here? That 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 God is God over land. He's God over land. He's God over air. You know, sometimes I've been in a plane. You know, I've been in planes and stuff, man. Goose mess around, flying the engine. We ain't got but one engine passenger. Pilot had to land. Sometimes I'd be out there and be nervous. And Lord be like, Robert, I'm the same God that got you on land as has got you up here. What is this? What is this new development? Man, I'd be sweating all up on the arms and different things on one plane in Nigeria. Thick smoke got all in the thing, plane dropping all down, people hollering. I'm like, man, I'm going. I'm tired, Joseph my God. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. I'm tired. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for having us. Whether you we on land, whether we on sea, whether we on air, we thank you, Father, for providing for us, whether it be miraculous or whether it just be provision. Father, we thank you for everything, all of what you do, all of what you say, and all of who you are. We give you glory and honor here, Father. Help us to to not just see with our natural eyes, but to see with spiritual eyes. To not just see a few fish and a few loaves of bread, but to see that it's anything you want it to be. Help us, Father, to see like you see, to believe like you believe, that we may not attempt to limit your power or limit your authority or might or limit your sovereignty. You are God, and beside you there is none other. Help us, Father, to see the possibilities of everything that we see and that we experience, that your name which is above all other names, may be glorified, honored, and praised. We trust, Father, you're going to do these things for us bit by bit as we continue to move steadily uh, in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Question. What will happen if we give thanks to God? Good question. Question two. What is the order in order to see to see God's hand moving? What is the order to start seeing God's hand move? Question three. When God has blessed you real good, what do we need to make sure we don't become? God has blessed us real good. What is it we want to make sure? We don't become. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes, and our name 7 p.m. daily. Our Talk Shoe calls 724-444-7444, and your ID 17959. Let's precast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talks You homepage. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.